the work week, am I right? But do you know what would make it a little bit better? Doing church on a Sunday and then listening to a podcast about the sermon. Welcome to the Post-Sunday Blues, a preaching post-mortem, a production of Liberty Church Collingswood. Each week we'll spend some time unpacking Sunday sermonics, and we hope that you'll be able to connect a little deeper with the message and the messenger. It's a win, if we can make your work week a little less blue. House lights down. Welcome everybody to the post-Sunday blues, a preaching post-mortem. My name is not Emily, who's usually in the hosting seat. I'm much hairier. My name is Jim. Uh, the lead pastor at Liberty Church Collingswood. I did not preach this past Sunday, but instead we had Blake Smitley. We'll be talking with him today. Blake, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I uh, heard you needed to call in a hairier person to give oh! the sermon. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. It, it, it was another hirsute Sunday here <laughs> at Liberty Collingswood. And uh, Blake, Blake, we are we are men of many hairs, if you know what I mean. And your <laughs> your sermon this past Sunday was awesome. And I'm excited to dig in a little bit more with you about these things. So just by way of some orientation, we have been at Liberty Collingswood this Lenten season, season of repentance and reflection, talking about racism and systemic injustice. And Blake, you're one of the newly elected elders here at Liberty Collingswood. You're doing a ton of work for us in so many ways, including preaching the sermon. But the reason that I asked you to jump into the sermon series is that over the past year plus, when tragedies have been occurring on the news, George Floyd and others, and just as we've been in this moment of a national reckoning regarding race, you've been one of my prayer partners, my people that I've been talking about processing through. And it just seems like you're somebody that, that has really been wrestling with these things. And it was a specific email, like I think in the late fall, when there was an email chain with leaders just talking about this upcoming Lenten series. And you said, if you need anything from me, let me know. And so among other things, words. (laughs) (laughs) that's right. It's on you, buddy. So yeah. And needing anything was, Hey, I'd love to have some more voices in the sermon series. And so there we were. So yeah. Did you know, Blake, when you said, if you need anything that it would become a sermon? (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't think that 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 was what I was. I was signing up for. But right. I'm glad I did. Was and I was trying to think. I'd I'd be embarrassed if I'm wrong about this. Like this was your first sermon at Liberty Collingswood. Is that yes. that's true, right? I'm not missing it. First sermon at Liberty Collingswood. Um, uh, I I have preached uh, before at my old church. Um, for sure. Uh, and uh, um, yeah. So. I, I'm I'm as far from a professional at it as as you can get, but um, but I enjoy talking about God's word with with people that I love. So, yeah, that makes two of us both loving about speaking God's word and not feeling like a professional or an expert about <laughs> about these things too. So let's dig into your sermon a little bit more. The first segment as we jump in here, Blake, is call it Stormy Monday, giving some general big picture thoughts about the sermon. And like I mentioned, uh, we've been talking a lot about racism, systemic injustice. Tell me a little bit more, whether starting with George Floyd or before or after, what, what's what been your journey over these months as it relates to some of these things? Uh, yeah, um, I think looking at racism has, has I mean, I, I've, I, I don't think it's something that I didn't acknowledge before. I, I, I knew that it was there and I, and I, um, I felt it in like smaller ways of, of, of my friends and my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it never, it never made it that deep connection, um, of, um, just, uh, thinking, thinking deeper into it and, and, and looking at that, but, but with the death of George Floyd and, 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 and others and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just you know, on the news was everywhere. You know, protests and and uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, and there's a there's you know controversy everywhere. And and, yeah. uh, and I and it, it 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 was something that I had to think deeper and more critically about um, mm-hmm. than just oh, this is something going on. This is you know 
world news or or national news. Um, like it was something that I had to look around and, and see that, um, you know, this is something that I, you know, I can affect and that I can, I can, you know, look at, and, and, and then looking yeah. at it through a, a, the lens of the Bible, like this is, it's not an Island. It's, it's, it's life. Right. And I should mention too, for people that didn't see Blake preach on some Sunday via live stream and might not know Blake, Blake, you're a, you're a white dude, just like me. And yeah, yeah I resonate with what you're saying. It, th this was not the first racially motivated thinking about George Floyd tragedy or event. But I think for a, a lot of us, I, I mean, I, I should have been engaged a lot sooner. So I'm not saying that, you know, now I, 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 I deign to give my attention to it, but, but it was a reckoning that did get my attention more. And so there's been the shift from, Hey, this is, this is a thing I read about in textbooks. I'm sure that it affects other people, but it grabbed me and I've stayed grabbed saying that this is something that I need to invest myself in a lot more. Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, yeah, I, I've been saying I'm very late to the party, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably very slow in the the journey of of learning more and and, and growing. Yeah, uh, in, in in you know these conversations. Yeah, and then with the sermon specifically, Blake, uh, there are a couple things that stuck out to me. But if you have any thoughts again, by way of general orientation, what were you burdened to get across this Sunday? If you had just one or two things that have really been sticking with you in your heart that you were praying about, uh, God, would this happen or would this be communicated in the sermon? What were some of those things? Yeah, I think um, uh, just the fact that, that we as a church, um, that we as believers, mm -hmm. um, and talking, you know, church, our local, but then church as, as, yeah. as a grander scale, that all, all people that Jesus loves mm -hmm. uh, and is called to himself, um, that we, we need to, to really um, recognize the, the deep hurt and pain that is felt by people of color, um, yeah. through, you know, through racism, but, um, but it's specifically for us as a church to recognize that a lot of that is is tied to Jesus in ways that is not, not good and not correct. Um, uh, and, and the realization that, that Jesus has nothing to do with that. Um, you, know, G, you know, Jesus is good and Jesus died on the cross for our sins and he, he, he loves all people. Right. Um, but through sin and through, through evil, through, uh, it, it, there's been a, a, a hijacking of, uh, a, of his image to some people and, and yeah, you know, perception is, you know, something that we have to understand too. Right. I think hijacking there is a good word. And at least in my mind over the years, Blake, I would have said to anybody that would ask, yes, the church has been complicit in racism over the years, but Jesus is not. It's only recently that I've been burdened to say, we need to keep saying that loudly because yeah. of our own history in the church and because stereotypes are justified in the other direction so often. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I think, you know, just, you know, I think giving people an idea to take a, to be able to take a, like a fresh look at Jesus himself, mm -hmm. um, you know, and be able to dive into, to, to him and to, to, to be connecting with him uh, shows us that, um, but, you know, it's not seen sometimes. So, yeah, yeah, I'll say, let me ask this question, too. And then I have a couple things on my end that really struck me in a big picture way from your sermon, Blake. And I didn't prepare you with this question, so feel free to take a moment to think about it or take a pass. But where where have you been heartbroken over the past year as it relates to racism and systemic injustice? <laughs> That, that um, that's a word that's come up between us and our own communication. Yeah. Um, I've been, there's been a, a, a lot of ways I've been heartbroken uh, mm -hmm. and, and I, and, and some of them are directly tied to pandemic and quarantine. Yeah. Um, uh, the, I shared it um, in my sermon that I work at a school for kids with disabilities and, and uh, it's a very diverse workplace. I work um, mm -hmm. with a lot of people of color uh, um, and I, 
I've gotten to love a lot of them. Um, and so I, I've been staying home with my kids. This, that's been my, I've been a stay at home dad for the past, yeah. past year. And uh, it, uh, I, I like those, some of those, those friendships have been severed just because of not being, you know, not seeing them every day and not, yeah. not spending time with them. Um, so going through some of this process of reading, um, seeing stuff on the news, hearing, hearing an outcry. And I was very conservative. I didn't go out anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, going to, to church was probably the, the, the second or third time I like went out around people. So um, yeah, Blake, if I could just interject there and forgive me if I'm talking out of school about you, but for organization service in January, when, uh, our elders and deacons were ordained. We talked about, hey, this this is the first time we're not in sweatpants in, yeah. in, in months. Yeah. The first time I had to put on real pants and put a belt on. <laughs> so so Sunday would be the first time I put on a shirt with buttons. Whoa! <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's a big step. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all, because of that, like it, it it's heartbroken me even more that I I couldn't really um, communicate some of those feelings and yeah. and um make those connections and uh be able to you know we're talking about weep with me and, and i and it, I'm, I'm weeping with I, I i'm weeping with my brothers and sisters who have been hurt but I, it's not a communication we it's not a, a direct thing that they can hear and, and i i missed that i miss, I, I i've missed out on that mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so that's made it hard that's made it hard to really um you know feel like i'm doing something in a positive step or, um, you know, understanding it at a deeper level that, that I wish I could. Yeah. It's been such a strange period where because of pandemic, plus all this racial strife, we need each other. We need to lament together, but this is a uniquely disembodied period, hopefully changing and things mm -hmm. are going to get back to some semblance of normal, but not yet. So we're having to weep and lament at a distance from one another, but it's still really good to do. Yeah. Like in your sermon, and I was really grateful. I think it was just a Holy Spirit thing. You you talked about a couple of things that I hadn't yet gotten to in the sermon series and, and may not have. I wasn't avoiding talking about a, a couple of things, but just from the under the rubric of you can't say everything you want to say, even during a sermon series. But I loved how you took us back to the Imago Dei. Number one, uh, any and all Latin sermons at Liberty <laughs> College. It's a great thing. It, it, just for you. So. <laughs> it keeps us on brand that it makes me happy. So I appreciated that. Uh, the Imago Dei, the, the image of God, all the way back from the creation of our first parents, Adam and Eve, where God created male and female, Adam and Eve, both in God's image. And that was something that you just kept going back to again and again and again in the sermon. Tell us a little more, Blake, about that Imago Dei and then how it relates to racial issues. Yeah, I think uh, it's like so, it's such a powerful, like, I mean, I feel like it's like a bedrock of mm -hmm. faith and uh, of, of our faith and, and, and the bedrock of, of how we look at people. Yep. Um, it uh, it's something that I, I I've always believed. That, I mean, that's what I was taught growing up, and yeah. and and, uh, and I always believed that. Um, but I I'm in some ways it's something that, that I think because it's so bedrock and and um, at the base that it gets overlooked and it gets um, you know kind of gets washed out you know to to some extent uh, in a lot mm -hmm. of in a lot of you know our messaging and, and the way we you know, the way we treat people, um, yeah. you know, ultimately because of sin. Um, yeah. So, you know, just, just realizing the, 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 the deepness of the, the image of God. I mean, there's, uh, there's so much that I was like, I, I want to go through like all these different things through, through I know. The, the, you know, the whole Bible that says, you know, even looking at, um, you know, Cain and Abel and, 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 mm -hmm. and the first murder and, and the, like this, this, broke god's heart because you know somebody died you know image you know, bearer blood, blood was spilled yeah so um yeah so so there's there's just so much to this this realization that that everybody uh is you know loved by god and created in his you know his image that is is 
beautiful and um you know it's yeah. you know we love our art we love our you know um you know our music like like mm-hmm. when we look at those we're like wow somebody put that together you know god did that in each one of us yeah it blows my mind just as a counterexample for our founding fathers who were themselves either christians or christian adjacent that on one hand, you have the Bible talking about the Imago Dei, and then you have the whole three-fifths accounting for enslaved yeah. people at the same time. Uh, and I also believe that, and we think about our mission, Blake, we're not living, speaking, and serving as a presence of Jesus anywhere, but we're doing it in a pretty secular, progressive area. I think one of the things that the church can contribute to the public conversation about racism is this whole image of God thing. A hundred years ago or so, G.K. Chesterton was a public intellectual in England. Uh, He was a Roman Catholic. And he said that there sometimes is a little bit of pinballing where you'll have secular or proto-secular people on one hand saying that human beings are just animals and they're just beasts. But then they turn around and say that it's wrong from a human rights perspective to treat human beings like beasts and animals. (laughs) But we're able to... I think in a deeper way, build a foundation for the fact that all people were not just this accidental coalescence of higher level animals, but there's something unique and special about us. And that came through Blake loud and clear in what you said on the ser- in the sermon. I was also, I love the title. So I've said on this podcast before that I'm not somebody that spends a whole lot of time on, on sermon titles, but your really good sermon title made me think maybe I should spend more time on my sermon titles. Yours was when the gospel is bad news. Can you explain that title and the rationale and where you went with it a little bit? Yeah, I just, um, and especially after, you know, the, um, the U.S. Capitol, you know, debacle, um, mm-hmm. you know, that was something I, I, you know, I, because I'm home and not doing anything and my kids are doing school, I just sat there and just, sucked in all this news and, and yeah. uh, um i mean it was just it was heart-wrenching to to see the flags and to um to hear people praying and you know how this is you know something that, that god did for them mm-hmm. um and and then you know uh so so that part of of it for me was like okay this is jarring this is upsetting um, yeah. but then uh seeing and hearing um you know, people of color, you know, showing the the inequality and the the uh, the racism that that kind of flew flow, flow, flowed, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, came came through from that, right? Um, like that was like, oh man, it it, it was it it hurt, uh, and you know, hurt myself in so many ways because, um, you know, I was like, you know. This, this is you know jesus is my life like this is you know he's he's you know yeah you know he's what it's all about and and uh and for some for you know for for some people that that i know and love are saying that you know this can't be right like this 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 can't be what jesus is about like this isn't it, it, it ended up not being good news like like for them to see jesus mm-hmm. uh, portrayed like that was not good news and and um, you know, the same way with, with the image of God, like if, mm-hmm. if, you know, anything less than, you know, human is, is, is not good news. Yeah. It's awful news. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. There, there, there's a ton of heartbreak here too. And in my estimation, Blake, one of the silver linings from all of the horrible things that have occurred with racism over the past year plus, including the insurrection on the Capitol on January 6th, is that it serves a good purpose. And I believe that this occurs within God's sovereign plan for the world to flush us out and to really reveal where we are as it relates to racism. And it showed me that I, as a Christian, much less as a Christian leader, can't remain on the sideline and just let news happen apart for me when you have the insurrection at the Capitol. You mentioned the flags just now during this podcast, but then also on Sunday, there are the Confederate flags, but then there are also the Jesus flags that are flying together. And so 
if if we don't speak out in a proactive way and decouple these things, you know, an image is worth, pictures worth a thousand words. When people see those things together, there are so many assumptions that are being wired together and, and we have to push in the other direction or we're going to be pushed into a corner that we shouldn't be in. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I also bring up like, um, you know, seeing uh, like the protests. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you look at the, the, the NFL with the kneeling. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll admit at the beginning, I was like, I don't know why they're doing this. Right. Um, but when I saw the, when I saw the, the, backlash against that mm -hmm. that's when i was like whoa they, they, there's something to this yeah if, if there's if this is annoying people this much it hit a nerve yeah that there's 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 something that needs to be dug into um and now i can see like oh you know there's something wrong there's you know there, there's there's something wrong with our you know with systemic racism and, and uh in our nation and and the people that are trying to bring attention to it are getting attacked just for, you know, trying to bring attention to it. Right. And as I listen to, so Blake, as far as I know, we're in the, the post Sunday blues preaching postmortem is in the top 10 of most listened to Christian podcasts around the world. And I hear from other top podcasters like ourselves that for Christian leaders that have spoken out about racism that have large platforms, they, they've opened up about some of the death threats, hate mail, public flaming on social media that, that they've received for saying things just along the lines of what, what we're saying. And here's, here's one of the deeply heartbreaking tragedies that I've been feeling. And like we talked about this a little bit on Sunday morning before we went live with the live stream. I don't think what we're talking about here and what we're saying during this Lenten sermon series is controversial. I think it's squarely in the Bible, squarely an outworking of loving neighbor and bearing one another's burdens. And I'm shocked at how controversial some of these things can seem in some Christian spaces right now. Yeah. So let's, Let's go deeper into the Sermon Sun Studios. Uh, Blake, are you a are you an Elvis fan, a Helen Wolf fan, Muddy Waters fan, Chuck Berry fan? I, got, I gotta tell you, I'm I, I'm uh, um, I, I'm not the the biggest of music aficionados. That's um, okay. I like to, I put something on the, on the radio. I'm like that sounds pretty good, but I couldn't even tell you what it was. Um, but I will tell us. I I I I sent you something earlier about that's about right. Because uh -huh. I've been. Um, Actually, through this going through the Lament series mm -hmm. uh, has opened me up to to look, digging a little deeper into the blues and uh, spirit the spirituals and and I, um, you know, I'm I'm not an aficionado at all, but I've been I've been uh, really surprised. I have a, a friend of mine who, uh, when I talked to him about this, he like lit up. Um, huh. Give a little shout out, my friend Migo. Uh -huh. he, uh, he he lit up and. Uh, he like loves this stuff and he's been sending me stuff like, Oh, you gotta listen to this. You gotta think about right. this. Um, and uh, kind of going through the blues, like one of the things he told me that uh, I think was pretty important. Um, mm -hmm. He said to, to, you know, as, as deep as you get into it, you need to continue to ground yourself in the gospel hmm. uh, because, you know, at some point, like it can take you into a bad spot and, yeah. and, and it can really hurt you. So I, I, I appreciate like all that he's taught me. And um, yeah, so again, I, I don't really know much about music. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like it's, it's an exciting journey. Keep on that yeah. path, brother. So <laughs> as, as we go into Sun Studios, when we talk about how the sermon got made, our first section here is the B.B. King James Version, talking about the Bible passage. And Blake, if the sermon title was when the, when the gospel becomes bad news and talked about the gospel is good news, you took us into Ephesians 3, and you looked at a verse like verse 6. The mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. How does that relate to what we're talking about? What brought you to this verse and passage? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, all of Ephesians, I think, is, is, is great on this topic. So, mm -hmm. you know, kind of picking Ephesians 3 was just kind of a, Hey, this this really is, is it hits the yeah. nail on the head. Um, 
But yeah, all of Ephesians three is, is is Paul talking to the to the Gentiles that you know these uh, non Jews, which is everybody. Yep. Uh, so so it was a multi ethnic group of people, uh, and he's saying um, that now at this point that you know that, that the Gentiles are now fellow heirs. They're 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 mm-hmm. together with, yeah. with with the Jewish people that um, uh, that they're you know talk about members of the same body. Like that's you know as close as you can get. Like that's yep. you know muscle and bone and yeah uh yeah so so it it just highlights um the imago day um mm-hmm. the image of god that that you know he's he's created this beautiful tapestry yeah uh to come together to be together to um uh, to be a family mm-hmm. um and it, it talks about that this was a mystery before like you know yeah we look through the old testament and um it wasn't explicitly said that, that this is what the plan was. Um, but it's pretty cool looking back, you know, hindsight, we can look back and be like, Oh, the old Testament, there's a lot of pointing to this idea that God is for everyone. Right. Right. Yeah. And you went on to verses seven and eight with the same idea. And then I guess verse nine too, to bring light for everyone. What is the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things Yeah, And let's go into the old Testament in just a second. I am struck by how sometimes the pushback in the white church in our country, like people will ask, why are we talking about racial issues? Why can't we just talk about the Bible? To me, that's such a false dichotomy when here in Ephesians, like you were just saying, this is God's plan to bring all these different races together. You hear it too, and you you mentioned Galatians. Uh, one of the main themes, if, if you take out an ethnic or racial dimension from Galatians, you take out Galatians <laughs> or similarly with, with the book of Romans and Romans nine to 11, another letter of Paul talking about God's plan as it relates both to Gentiles and Jewish people. It's all over the place. And then Pentecost in Acts chapter two, just thinking off the top of my head here, a- another instance where Luke, the author of Acts take some time and papyrus was precious back then, right? Take some time to detail all of these different countries that people had come from for Pentecost and the Holy Spirit unites them as by fire. And then going back into some Old Testament references, Blake, I thought you did a great job. And I don't know if you knew the level of skill that you were utilizing when you were doing it, but it did. You packed a lot of scripture into a sermon in, in ways that were digestible. And that's really hard for preachers to do in general. Uh, the push and pull there is the more Bible references you you use or any preacher uses, the less people listen just because it's overload, but you wove it in really well. And I loved how you went to places like Genesis chapter 12, talking about Abraham, how through Abraham, all nations of the world would be blessed. Psalm 67, let the nations be glad. And then uh, John 4, going back to the New Testament, Jesus speaking, crossing a ton of barriers to the woman at the well. Uh, Yeah, thanks for taking us to all of these places. What drew you to those specific passages? And were there others that you cut out on the editing floor? Or what struck you about these? Yeah, Yeah, I I, I was thinking about just doing a... uh... A couple weeks long, just just read through the Bible. <laughs> uh, you know, right. gonna work. I yep. have to take a nap eventually. Sure. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I appreciate that you said that I did that well because because <laughs> um, because it is hard. And, and myself being not a great speaker, I, I don't think I'm a great speaker or communicator. I'm, I'm pretty quiet. I, I was joking with Jim before that I was planning on only answering in one one sentence answers. Um, and then we'd be done in 10 minutes. Look at uh, us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going. Um, but yes. Yeah, so, so when I, ultimately when I do teaching from the Bible, like I do use the, I just use scripture a lot because it, yep. it takes, takes my words out mm-hmm. and, it, and it, uh, uh, it, it puts his words in it. And, um, yep. and, and that, that, you know, that, that's a good thing. It, it's hard though. You're right. Um, yeah, so these scriptures just, they stood out to me. Uh, uh, they're, they're, uh, as I was reading through uh, Tisby's, uh, Jamar Tisby's book, uh, How to Fight Racism, uh, mm-hmm. they were specifically mentioned in his, uh, that was one of his points is like, we need to, we need to teach our churches what, what the Bible says. Yeah. Um, 
we can't assume that everybody's been taught this and that everybody knows this. Yep. Um, uh, and so I, I, I thought, well, you know what, this is, that's perfect. Like I can do that. I can, I can teach what the Bible says Yeah. Uh, because uh, I love it. Um, and then, yes, there was things that I cut out. I mean, we have, uh, you know, revelation. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to hit revelation. Uh, I know. It talks about that, you know, and it, you know, it's looking at the future and the future of, of being united with Christ and, and this, and the idea of, uh, um, uh, well, with the wedding feast that, that we're his brides and, and, and he's right. the, the, uh, uh, the groom and, and, and we're going to come together and have this great feast. Uh, Tisby has a, a, a little section in there and he kind of says like, like, what's that feast going to be like? He's like, is it a potluck? Like, you know, or, <laughs> you know, Ethiopians bringing some of their culture food, right. or, you know, uh, uh, all these, all these different ethnicities and cultures. Like, is that what it's going to look like? We yeah, don't that, know. That's awesome. Um, it's it's not going to be the melting pot of the lamb, so to speak. It'll be something <laughs> different. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, and it just, and that, you know, that's a picture of beauty and that's, that's a picture of what the church, we, we desire the church to look like and what it, what it should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it doesn't, uh, in a lot of ways, um, but when we when we really when we really look at, at at the way that Christ has brought His people to Him, it it that's what it is. It's a it's a bunch of different um, people of different colors and ethnicities and yeah. uh, likes and dislikes and um, you know men and women. Like it's 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 it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So there was definitely like tons of stuff that i was like well i can't i can't go hours just reading yeah um, yeah I, yeah i'm i'm gonna try to use either revelation 5 or revelation 7 for the sermon this sunday which is going to be the last one ostensibly from this sermon series because we haven't hit that yet and and we've got to get there Let, let's muddy the waters a little bit more blake the uh Muddy waters uh if you haven't checked him out as a blues artist so far he he might be my favorite pound for pound blues artist he's who would be the basketball player the nba player equivalent of somebody who is consistent across a lot of different skill sets so maybe not the best person at this one thing but like so good at so many different things that that you that you'd call him the best maybe mm-hmm. uh i'm a charles barkley fan so I- <laughs> yeah charles barkley yeah like I, not, yeah. yes that would actually be awesome. So Barkley, uh, great defender, great rebounder, great passer, underrated shooter, underrated playmaker. Uh, yeah, maybe him. My 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 current example, and this this, this is going to hurt your feelings, was maybe somebody like Jason Tatum, where I know. <laughs> he's I know. not it's, not a <laughs> I know, I know. So let let let's stick with with Barkley here. So muddying the waters, filling out some, some context, Blake, one of the things that I love about you is that you're a, you're a person of, of deep empathy. Uh, I thought it was great how you began the sermon, just talking about how, how you missed people. And I, I miss people too. So hearing that from you, hearing how you personally processed racism, hearing how you t- talk about the, the kids at your school, I thought it was a great connection to relate Imago Dei issues from racism, people of color, uh, to those with, with disabilities and, and special needs. And so I, I felt empathy all over the place in this sermon. I, I loved how you, from a place of deep empathy, talked about how, and it was a great phrase too, we need to reteach people about how God sees people. Expand on that. Yeah. Um, I think our, in our society today, it's, I mean, it's, you know, very much, it's all, it's all about me. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a selfish culture. Um, yeah. You know, even, even the idea that, that, you know, you know, as long as, you know, whatever works for me, as long as it doesn't hurt others, like mm-hmm. um, it, it kind of misses the point on, on, on looking out and, 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 and seeing others as, as, being fully human like you yeah. end up making yourself as as god or as mm-hmm. better than others um you know i think that's i mean the the beauty of um 
the beauty of, of, of the Bible telling us to love others and, and put them higher than ourselves is, mm-hmm. is that uh, it's a, a completely against everything our sinful desires uh, want to yeah. do. Um, and so when we, you know, when we, and, and it's hard, but when we step into that idea that I'm going to put others above myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's when you can really serve them and you can really love them. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about laments, like uh, until you do that, you can't really understand the hurt and pain. Um, and you might, uh, and, and again, I don't think we can fully experience everyone else's hurt and pain, mm-hmm. but we can, you know, cry alongside them and, 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 um, and, and, and feel that uh, to an extent. Um, and so that's putting others in, uh, in front of ourselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that related to your action points too, that I thought were really good. They, they keep on lamenting. That's, that's going to be the focus or one of the main fossae of the sermon this coming Sunday, uh, which is going to, like I said, be the concluding Sunday saying we've got to keep lamenting even as we leave this Lenten focus. And then also recognizing racism as a sin. When you said that, I, I thought it was great. And it just made me think, let's not get too fancy here and lose sight of the big picture. Like we need to keep naming this, keep repenting of it. And, and even how you worked out something like saying, and it, you know, it's not our job to be the thought police of everybody else, but let's not go too far in that direction so that we'd be afraid of like calling out somebody for a racist joke and mm-hmm. uh the so much water cooler locker room talk around racism truly is is poisoning and toxic in our home meeting like we're in different home meetings uh, but one of the guys in my home meeting as we we're talking about racism last week said that he's trying to do more in terms of when he's he was talking specifically about family members when there were so many racialized slash racist jokes just made at family gatherings and stuff he's trying to speak up and say Hey, we, we really shouldn't be doing this. And so there, there are plenty of acts of racism on a, I don't know if daily, but weekly, regular basis we can be doing to, to combat racism. Are, are there any further action points that, that come to your mind that, that you'd want to encourage our listeners towards? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, well, one just hearing that, you know, sh- you share that, like we need to support yep. each other in, in standing up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard. It's hard to do. I, I, you know, I think a lot of my thoughts kind of go back to, you know, we'll bring our high school basketball teams in. Uh, but like being back in high school <laughs> in the locker, like, like you said, like, like the, I heard things and, and probably laughed at things that, um, you know, I know I shouldn't have uh, and I know hurts people. And, and I, I um, you know, at the time it was just, you know, you fitting in and then yep. going along. Um but, but yeah, to, to support each other in that, to say, hey, you know, I know you're going to take some, take some heat saying, you know, saying this to your, you know, your family member, but, but we're, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm your family and God and, and, and um, you know, you, you're, you're doing the right thing. Um, yeah. I think uh, um, for us personally, like uh, to be um, authentic with each other and, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for Liberty that, that I've had um, like a great group of guys that have, have uh, come alongside me and, and, and we've yeah. you know, had accountability and, and, and we share and we talk and we uh, have had just some great conversations. And, and I'm thankful that I, I, I know that I can I can go to them and say, hey, this, you know, this is my struggle. Like, right. Um, and that's hard. Like, and, and Jim, you probably feel it too as a leader, like, as a leader, sometimes you feel like, yeah, if I, if I tell them that I'm struggling with something, like, what are they going to think? Like, right, right. In charge. But, um, but I, I feel like that's one of the great things about Liberty is that we have uh, built that into our culture that, that this is right and good to mm-hmm. be able to confess our sins and to be able to, uh, to love each other uh, in that, um, even if, you know, it, it might hurt. Yeah. Latin for free people. And, one of the things that I hope, Blake, as a result of this sermon series is that liberty can become a laboratory for being honest with each other about where we are. 
I don't think there's a lot of safe spaces and culture uh, for mm -hmm. people to actually process these things and learn and grow. It's such a gotcha mentality or like a mousetrap where if you're not already all the way there, we don't even want you to ask questions. We don't want you to process. There's no space for disagreement or different points of view. There's little space to say, hey, this is how it feels to me. Am I on track? Am I off track? But we need to have those like coming together conversations or else we're not going to learn and we're just going to double down on what our biases already are. Yeah, I thought- I, I, I'll bring up too as, as we're kind of talking in this context of, yeah. of, of uh, racial uh, um, reconciliation. And, mm -hmm. and um, you know, definitely one of the things that I struggle with and, and, and we've, talk, we've talked about this um, mm -hmm. as being a white, white male. Uh, yeah. is it's uh, it's so it's so much ingrained to me to like run and hide from the conversation yeah uh to just you know instead of you know instead of and i struggled with it in the months leading up to this is like do i really want to sit down and read this book or do i just want to sit and watch wandavision right <laughs> you know? yeah or, or, or whatever it is um or or build our own hex bubble with with what we want in there <laughs> and what we don't want in there yeah so I, uh, um, yeah, so I, I definitely battled that um, and I still do. I, I think it's mm -hmm. always a constant thing. And I was thinking as, as a church, like that we, that uh, this conversation, like it, I don't think it's, I, uh, uh, I'm so thankful that we're setting up uh, through Lent to, to look at this. Mm -hmm. it, it's not just a Lent conversation. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's completely tied to the gospel. Like we, we, we can see that through, mm -hmm. uh, through Jesus's actions and his, his, his love and through his death and, and resurrection um I, one of ten, one of tisby's things that i i heard him say is uh he was he was explaining that um you know this conversation of racism and seeing racism and uh in the and and, and he, in the conversation he pointed out that so for someone like me uh it's like a light switch yeah and so i can turn it on and i can i can i can you know struggle in it and uh feel sorrow in it but just as easily, I can turn it off and do something else. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not faced with it every day. I'm not faced with it when I, you know, go out and, uh, you know, uh, in into the world. Um, but the, for a person of color, he said, it's instead of a light switch, it's like a fire alarm, mm -hmm. and it just sits there and it's just, uh, uh, just you know, it's just waiting. It's on and it's on at all times. Yeah. Uh, just waiting for that moment of smoke uh, to 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 go off, mm -hmm. um, and that that stood out to me that, that, oh, I need to, uh, this is something that, that, that I need to ask God to help me to keep on, on yep. and, and to, to, to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And so Blake, let's go now to the, both the bar band cover tunes and guitar slim pickings. I, I appreciated as you gave some historical references during the sermon, how you named church wrongs. So, and it, it had a, powerful rhetorical effects for you to mention the racial racist elements of the crusades uh, how the church related to native americans enslavement jim crow uh, we talk in various leadership development groups at liberty Collins, but it hadn't come up in sermons yet uh, but redlining in the mid 20th century and late 20th century such a huge thing and then january 6th Thank you for naming these things. And similarly, uh, the slogans, uh, which some of these were, or the, the, these were new, new information to me, uh, but slogans from various points in our history of black protest, I am a man, I am somebody, uh, I'm somebody that matters. And those are the precursors of uh, the sentiment behind Black Lives Matter. Thank you for naming these things. Why did you go there? Yeah, because uh, that it uh, when I read that, uh, like that was just shocking to me. Like that yeah. was um, it was it was soul jarring. I guess I would say. Yeah. To to think that that I've you know there's never been a point in my life where I've had to um, you know try to declare who that that I'm worthy of, of being called a man. Being Personhood. Called a person. Yeah. Um, but that for so many people, like this was a, a, a cry out to say that, that they're, the way that they're being treated, the, the way that they feel is, is not, uh, it's not human. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so to, to see that and to see, you know, to, to look in the past and the history and I, I, I see that and I go, and, I, and it, that's shocking, but, you know, I'm kind of like, well, that's so long ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that's, it, it's not the reality, but, but I can just pass that off as being far away. But, um, but in the past year that, that, that people can feel uh, like that they're not seen as human as, as, you know, that, that's, it's been eye-opening and, and um, heartbreaking to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so to, uh, to, the other thing I wanted to add, like I didn't get, you know, the story of the, the two garbage men, but um, uh, who were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, you know, I, I couldn't go through the whole story, but to, to think that, you know, these are, you know, these, there were two men that, that were doing their job and, 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 um, their names are Echo Cole and Robert Walker, and and you know just just the you know the sadness that that comes with with the loss of life and yeah yeah and I think these are things that we need to to feel and and reckon with, which ties in and Blake, this is my only other guitar slim pickings. I, I I loved how you use the turn of phrase. We are all wonderful masterpieces of artistry as it relates to the Imago Dei. And we, we image God with personality, creativity, and authority. And that's not just the, the province of certain ethnicities, but it's for all of them. And, and, and you really drove that point home. Uh, before we wrap up here, any other pickings that, that you'd want to tell us about, Blake, before we, before we do our closing vamp? Not, uh, well, you know, I, I, I just, it's been great to uh, to see the gospel uh, in, in uh, kind of like in full um, full bloom. I guess I don't know. I don't yeah, know, I yeah. Think of the work to say that's not just the. Um, I mean, I grew up with the, like you. You know, you you, you know you, you pray to Jesus and you ask him for forgiveness of your sins and yep. you died on the cross and he paid for him and and and, and you're good to go and and. Um, uh, and, and those are it, it's it's you know the the good news of the gospel is in there mm-hmm. but uh but it, it's so much entwined in that and and, and that's the, the you know the love for people and yeah uh, yeah yes uh, uh i did want to say a little uh superhero reference i, I had shared yeah. that that somebody had uh at my workplace had tore you know they ripped my glasses up and they cursed me out yeah um, and uh, they said, "You now you can't see," and I was like, oh, that's, "That's true." Um, <laughs> but uh, the funny, there's a couple of funny parts about one, and, and amazing parts about that. It, it yeah. actually was, was amazing that he had done that because I had to go get my eyes checked uh, to get new glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is years ago, probably twelve years ago. Um, and in my at the glasses place, she's you know looking into my eyes, and she's like, uh, "Have you?" Um, do you, do you know about this or that? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you need to go see a retinopolis, retinopathist, uh-huh. a specialist. She's like, you need to go now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And so I went and found out that I had like some really serious eye issues that came out of my diabetes. Uh-huh. Um, and, and actually like I've, I've struggled with that ever since, but uh, we caught a little early, which saved, you know, a, a little bit of, of hassle, but, um, but the fact that this this kid like totally ripped my glasses out and cursed me out was actually a great thing. I never <laughs> told him but he would have loved it. Um, yeah, and, and this this the same student like we butted heads all the time. Like I worked with him for a long time. Yeah, and uh, he used to get so mad at me. He's like, "You are my arch nemesis." Wow. And I was like, "I'm the only person I know that can be an arch nemesis." <laughs> So I, I kind of like wore that as a badge of honor. That's awesome. Uh, You're, and when he grad, when he graduated, I was like, "Hey man, it was, it was great to 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 work with you. I really love you." And and he he came to me. He actually gave me a hug. He's like he's like he's like yeah, you know, it's been great. Like you you're a really great guy. I was like, wow, we've come a long way from being an arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's great. Some, sometimes like in the X-Men universe, Magneto becomes the hero. So you've, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've gone through the whole cycle. That's great. 
Love it. Well, I, I still think for him, it, 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 or the, the bad probably outweighed the good in his mind. But. Well, well some, sometimes Magneto flips back. So there, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Blake, thank, thank you so much for the sermon once again. It, it was a blessing to me personally, for, for you as a friend, for you as a brother in Christ, for you as an elder at our church, uh, for, for me to, I, just for me to you know, hear you preaching the word of God in such powerful ways towards and upon such pressing issues, it, it, it was a joy for me and important work, uh, important work for our church. So let's do it again. And speaking of doing it again, we are wrapping up here with our encore. If you have any questions for me or for Blake or for Emily or for anybody, go ahead and send them in to postsundayblues at gmail.com. One of our Howlin' Wolves, Scott, Blake, you may or may not know, you may or may not have a Scott in your life, gave this email over the past week. Hey, Jim and Emily, you love this week's podcast. As a Howlin' Wolf, Jim, I wanted to let you know that I always listen to the entire podcast and we'll even see if there is a post-credit scene. I'm always a little sad when there isn't one. Well, Scott, you'll just have to listen to this week. Additionally, I love the idea of a resource library or bibliography for the church. My best friend's church in California had a resource bibliography page on their website that dives into a few different theological categories, so I'm not sure if, sure if they have one on racial issues. Liberty Collingswood could be trailblazers in that endeavor. Uh, Blake, I, th- I think we should do this. It'll yeah. take so, it'll take some bandwidth, but as a as a postscript on this Lenten series, just have whether it's a web page that's public or we just share with people. Yeah, here are some podcasts, here are some books, here are some resources to 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 keep the congregation going. And Blake, I wanted to get your your two cents. It sounds to me like Scott, whoever he is, is volunteering to put that page together. Yeah. Is is that the sense that you're getting from this as well? I would imagine that Scott would be good at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll press him a little bit on it. <laughs> Hello, <Helen laughs> with Scott, you are on the verge of being a main man. Okay, this is it. Thank you so much, Blake, not only for the sermon but for joining us on the podcast. Go ahead, everybody. Helen Wolves out there, let us know how you're doing. Rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. This is it for us. How was it? That was amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been the Post Sunday Blues, a preaching postmortem, production of Liberty Collingswood. Go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe, and you can find all things Liberty Collingswood at libertycollingswood.org. No more Post Sunday Blues. Here comes some pre Sunday happy. It was great. How, uh, how, how was your first podcast? Yeah, it was fun. I actually really liked it. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I've always, been, I always like when I listen to them, like, damn it, this is, it sounds fun to be on one, but <laughs> or to do one, but I'm like, I don't have anything. So but that was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you, you, you had a ton of stuff. It was good. I, like, I don't really think, I don't think we have anything to edit out.